Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hey. Yay. Well, the gang's all here today. We have KK back. Woohoo. Finally. <laughs> it's been a minute. We missed it you. It has been a minute. We missed you. I know. I've missed y'all. I feel like I haven't, I don't, I feel like I've been just lost in a cloud for a month. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have. Um, yeah. So we thought it'd be good to kind of update y'all what's kind of going on with me. For those that don't know, I've been dealing with some health issues the last um, six years, and luckily nothing terminal, um, but it's just things that unfortunately do not have a cure, and they're not, my doctors aren't super sure how to fully help me, so it's just been, you know, back and forth, and just to kind of give a background about, well, all my life I've kind of dealt with bladder issues in regard, like I had, you know, a lot of UTIs my whole life or what I thought were UTIs, but it turns out six years ago, I thought I had the world's worst UTI, but in fact, I was diagnosed with something called Fowler syndrome, which is basically retention in the bladder. Didn't, you know, the symptoms of Fowler's didn't make a whole lot of sense to me from what I was feeling. Cause literally it just feels like I have a UTI. And if you've ever had a UTI, you know, how painful it is to have that. And then after a surgery, they diagnosed me with IC, which I'm going to probably butcher this. It stands for interstitial cystitis. Yeah. Also known as chronic bladder, you know, pain. So basically, it literally just feels like I have a UTI at all times. I it's and my symptoms are pretty bad. I, you know, for the last six years, I've had to sleep with ice every night. Um, basically, that numbs the pain long enough for me to be able to fall asleep. And then, you know, it melts and I get up and get more ice. So I get up, you know, probably anywhere from three on a good night, three times and um, up to like one night, I think I counted 20 when it was really bad. Mm. So at the, at the end of February, I I thought I had an actual UTI because my symptoms got really bad. And so I went to a minor emergency. They went ahead and put me on antibiotics. Turns out I didn't, I was just having a really bad IC flare up and it got so bad that I ended up having to go to the ER and put on morphine, which I've never been on morphine before. So that was interesting. Um, and I found out all the long I had COVID. So while having an IC flare-up, I also was diagnosed with COVID-19, and a part of me does feel like getting COVID actually caused that IC flare-up. Uh, I don't know for sure, but yeah, um, I was dealing with all of that, and then I tried a new medication for my bladder, which was aloe vera pills, and it turns out I'm allergic <laughs> to aloe vera, so I had the world's <laughs> worst. <laughs> this is our nervous laugh. Sorry. It's not actually yeah. funny. I literally had the worst um, allergic reaction that I've ever had in my life. I don't know if y'all have seen the movie with, oh, Megan, what's the movie I'm trying to think of? Oh, Hitch with Will Smith. Yeah. I literally looked like Will Smith and Hitch. Like I I was scared. (laughs) I've never been so swollen 
or itchy in my entire life. I know you texted us that picture of you and I felt so bad because it was definitely my nervous laugh, but it didn't even look like you. And I was just like, what is going on? No, I looked like a different person. Like I I didn't even recognize myself. I literally scared the crap out of myself. And the amount – y'all, I did not know you could be so itchy. And this is probably TMI and I apologize, but my butt, like – my butt was like just rash and everything. So I was itching my butt like all night long. Poor oh Mike, my, my husband. Gosh. <laughs> He's like dealt with so much with me over this last month. It's oh just been – I'm not going to lie. It's been hell. It yeah. really feels like – but you know what? It could always be worse and I know that. So I am thankful. Um, our Bible study group was so sweet. They all came together and got me a spa package to yes. – which I'm going to be using soon. Yes. So. Wait, I have a question. Uh, when I'm just you ready to not say deal your with medical stuff, yeah, when you say your butt was a chain, you mean like your butt cheeks? Um, unfortunately, all of anything, <laughs> yeah, all really? of it. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. that sounds horrible. Like that's never happened to me before. I've never had like itchiness anywhere around like problems about with my butt. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys, this is way TMI, but you know, we're just open books around here. So I apologize. It's so, well, it's not funny, but it is funny. I think the best part, and I don't know if you want to tell this part, but the best part is because you originally got tested for COVID and you tested negative. Correct. So you didn't think you had COVID. And then you. I think I tested too soon, I guess. I don't know. I def- for sure had COVID though, but Megan, you're probably going to tell us something even more embarrassing about me. Well, <laughs> we don't have to go all the way there, but I just think it's so funny that she legitimate, like, okay, so she lost her taste and smell, but she didn't realize it yet. And so she thought like she, her, it didn't stink. <laughs> Well, let me explain, okay? Let me explain this a little bit. Like she said, I went and got tested and it was negative. So nowhere in my mind was I thinking like, oh, I have COVID, right? And my bladder was hurting so bad. Like that's all I could think about was my bladder. I wasn't thinking about like, oh, I'm, I don't think I can smell right now. You know, like I was in so much pain and luckily I wasn't going anywhere because, you know, I was like dying on my deathbed with my bladder, but I did go to the ER, you know, a few times, but because of my bladder, you can't, food really affects the bladder and I see patients. So what people will do is honestly, they'll um, stop eating. I, I didn't eat for two days. And then I was only eating like literally like a rabbit, like carrots, crackers, because my bladder couldn't handle anything. Yeah. So I was eating really good. Okay. And so I barely went to the bathroom, but when I did, I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I'm eating so healthy. It does it like, it's like nothing. <laughs> All I can think about is that song that's like, I know you like to think your shit don't stink. Roses really smell like poop, 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 poop. <laughs> embarrassing like had no clue that literally and another funny thing is when I was going to the hospital you know when you're just like really sick and a lot of pain and you haven't showered I hadn't put on deodorant in days and when we went to the ER at like two in the morning I was like oh my gosh oh wow I haven't even worn deodorant I don't smell this is awesome I'm just eating so healthy I don't (laughs) smell bad like and I y'all the Poor hospital workers probably thought I was homeless or something. I don't know. I probably smelled so bad. Ugh, I'm just so embarrassed. Lord. 
Listen, we all sleep in our makeup and we all go poo, poo, poo. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got to share. There's so many women that and men that deal with this and it's not very well known. Like, actually, it takes years for women to get diagnosed with IC. Um, it goes, you know, people always, they, uh, doctors always just think they have UTIs and put them on all different kinds of antibiotics when really they have IC. Um, so if I can bring any kind of awareness to, you know, and IC and Fowler syndrome, you know, these women, I'm in support groups for both and gosh, just seeing, you know, people ask me like, gosh, how do you, you know, stay so positive about it, which don't get me wrong. I have my very negative and horrible moments and I usually save it for my doctors, I feel like, and my therapist, but, um, the things that these girls go through on a daily basis. And, you know, most, a lot of these women cannot have jobs. They, you know, they're in and out of the ER constantly and have a full-time catheter. It's just very painful um, syndromes that don't have mm. cures. So I would love to bring as much awareness as I can to really, you know, help, you know, maybe even find a cure yeah. one day. So for sure, we got to talk about it. So what are, what's kind of your next steps mm -hmm. as far as, um, like lifestyle and cause there isn't a cure. Are there things that your doctors have told you that help? So my next steps are going to be really focused on diet. There's actually an IC diet. So things, you know, I have to stay away from acidic things, anything acidic. And I take pre-leaf, which is a pill that takes acidity, uh, acidity out of food in case I don't know, you know, if I'm eating out and I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure. But diet is really big. A next step, I'm having a surgery that basically they're going to go in and expand my bladder. It's also diagnostic. So they're going to be able to look at my bladder and make sure there's nothing too crazy going on in there. They'll be able to fully rule out cancer. Not that they think I have cancer, but it's always good to fully rule that out. And so, and from there, they'll decide what treatment to do after that, which this surgery can provide relief up to eight months, but that's a big if there, you know, every person is different. Um, so depending on what my bladder looks like, they may decide that I should do Botox in the bladder, which is a treatment. Um, it doesn't cure it, but it provides relief up to six months, Awesome, which is great. Uh, and then I'm also doing, I'm going to start, I'm doing, I go see a chiropractor and then I'm going to start, oh gosh, what's it called with little needles? Oh, cool. Acupuncture. I'm starting acupuncture. Yeah. So that's a new treatment awesome. I'm going to do as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a couple things that I'm going to be trying to, you know, live a more symptom-free life. Yeah, well, possible. it's crazy because, you know, right before mom was gone, like we were praying. I mean, I swear me and her prayed and I know Lauren, you and her prayed all the time for your bladder. And she was like really feeling super positive about that like a cure was coming for you soon or at least some sort of relief. Like we just felt it and so it's kind of crazy that, you know, I guess sometimes you have to have it really bad before it gets good. So I feel like she's with us and just like telling you it's going to get better. So I feel really positive and I'm praying constantly. Yeah, I agree. I think she, I told y'all in the midst of my uh, insanity in the <laughs> ER, I was talking to my mom and I was like, I felt like my mom had brought on this flare up Aww. to be like, you're going to get this figured out, Kristen. We're going to figure this out. And I was like, okay, mom, let it, okay, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> like, I hear you, you know, I get it. 
I'm going to figure this out, you know. So, I mean, my biggest goal is to be able to sleep without ice. I think that's where I want to get to where my symptoms are, you know, they're, what's the word I'm looking for? Subdued enough for me to be able to sleep without ice. So that's my goal. Yeah. And just, I think the thing that seems so hard too, is just the REM sleep and how you're not getting full nights of sleep and how you still are able to function every day. And I think that because you do have such a positive attitude about it, which is amazing that it's easy for others to forget that people who deal with, you know, chronic pain is, um, I can imagine that that could feel so isolating and lonely at times, you know? Yeah. And that's another reason I want to share because I know I'm not the only one who's dealing with chronic pain, whether it be, you know, not necessarily my exact diagnosis, but there's a ton of things out there where people are dealing with crazy chronic pain. And my heart goes out to all those people because I, you know, I do understand it. And, you know, and when people don't understand, it's hard to get people to understand, right? It's like, what do you mean you don't sleep and you sleep with ice every night? Like, they're like, huh? You know, it's, and I wouldn't get it if I wasn't dealing with it. So if I can, you know, say, hey, you're not alone. And there are so many support groups out there. If you are dealing with chronic pain, I highly suggest joining them because they've brought a lot of relief for me. And two, like I get to see if, if I am feeling super negative, I honestly will go look at those support groups and be like, wow, like I have it, even though I'm like in so much pain. Well, look, there's 20 girls who are in a way worse position than me. And not, I hope that that doesn't sound bad, but it just brings me back to like, hey, you need well, to be just, thankful, you know? Yeah. It's just like about perspective. And sometimes right. it, it does help to yes, think about so not only sure. so, uh, somebody else's situation, but also that like there's always a chance to be grateful no matter your situation. Yeah. And that's how I'm able to stay most positive. And I will say working out has also been a lifesaver for me. Uh, So I just wanted to share that. (laughs) It really has. That's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's my, that's my lifesaver for sure. I don't know how people don't exercise because I'm like, that's what keeps me sane. I think one of the main things. I lose my mind if I can't work out for a long period of time. So anywho, that's my crazy story. I'm, I'm so glad though, to be back and like having fun. And, uh, I was thinking the other day, I wanted to share with our listeners, like I was just feeling this like over like gratefulness for them because I feel like our grief sharing could probably be a little overwhelming sometimes (laughs) And a lot for people. And I just felt this like overwhelmingness of gratefulness of being like, thank y'all for letting us grieve and like letting us talk to you because it really is so therapeutic for me. And I think it is for y'all too. And I'm just, gosh, I'm just so, so thankful for it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think that even, you know, just like you say, or, you know, people say there's, no suffering scale. I think that applies to grief too. And I think that, I think that it's almost rare that in these days somebody isn't grieving something and that could just mean, you know, the change that's happened in somebody's personal life over the past year. It doesn't always have to mean the loss of somebody, the loss of life, but I think there's all different forms of grief. And so, yeah, I feel grateful to Kristen for our listeners and hopefully that 
it can apply towards, you know, more than what we probably think, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And sometimes I'll get in my head and be like, oh man, am I so annoying with my grief? But honestly, I just has opened my eyes up so much more. It's like you don't understand. And I know we've said this before. You don't understand something until you go through it yourself. And it's so true. I think even more with grieving because I just feel like our culture doesn't really talk about it. And a lot of people just want to pretend like death isn't real until it happens to them. Like, So I think it's really important to talk about to be like, it's okay to talk about it. And I want to talk about my mom. So don't feel like you're going to make me uncomfortable by bringing her up. Like that's the last thing that'll happen. Like I've, I haven't had anybody bring something up to me. That's like offended me. I've just been like excited to talk about her. And I mean, I might cry, but it's, it's super therapeutic. And I honestly just feel bad for all the people in my life that I didn't do that enough with. Like when they lost people, like I actually apologize to Jess because I just feel like I didn't do enough, you know, but of course, she didn't feel that way, but I was just like, now having experiencing it, I feel like all the people in the past, I just didn't do enough because you just don't yeah. know how b- bad people are hurting because it, it's so internalized. Yeah. It reminds me of how when like Lauren had her Kai and then you had your first baby and we're like, oh my gosh, Lauren, I had no idea. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, you know? Because you just don't know until you've gone through something, you know, and you don't know how to be or how to be there for that person until you've done it yourself. Yeah. So. And I think that's I totally agree part with that. of the important thing of of sharing is, you know, just I don't remember how the quote goes, but it's like one person's hardships or sufferings is another person's, you know, strength. And so I think the more that we are able and to open up and share any of our struggles in life, even if it helps one other person out there, then, then it's worth it. And last week we did receive a challenge from our wonderful guest, Karen on choose one thing that you're grateful for every day. And I really haven't done a great job of that this last week. So I'm going to keep that going and really choose one thing to be grateful for. I'm also reading a book right now that we're going to interview the author and it, something was said along the lines of like, if you know, if you're grateful for your life, you'll, you're grateful for all of your life. And that really like hit me hard because I don't think I'm quite there yet. Like I feel really sad, you know, about mom. And it's hard for me to get to that point where I'm like, well, I'm great. I'm grateful for everything that's happened, you know? So choosing one thing a day will be really good. I usually write down five things a day, but I haven't been doing it this last week with mm-hmm. just, we yeah. went out of town for spring break, Joe's spring break. But anyways, that's the challenge for the week. How about you guys? Have y'all been doing good at that? (laughs) No, I've, I've literally been surviving for the last month. I'm going to be the first one to. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I've tried to be grateful in my, you know, like misery, but no, I have not been great at being on top of things, but I will say I'm slowly starting to feel back to my normal self. So I'm excited to get in there and do my goals and my challenges. Yeah. I think I had texted y'all one day just saying I'm ready to get the feeling back of instead of just simply surviving to be also thriving. (laughs) And so I think that just takes, you know, conscious effort each day. But 
not going to lie. A lot of days it feels like I'm walking through wet cement, just trying to (laughs) get through the day. But the good news is, is that we keep taking steps forward. And so I think that I kind of go back and forth struggling, you know, to just what this podcast is about to give myself grace and just the fact that we are getting through days. I think that I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of days I'm digging deep to find something to celebrate, you know, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. there. It's just a matter of, of acknowledging it and, and celebrating the little wins throughout the day. So I think with my morning routine of my journaling and stuff keeps me accountable for the five gratitudes that I write in my journal. And some days it's just the birds singing outside and, (laughs) you know, something as basic as that, but it's always a reminder that God is near and and with us. So, yeah, I was just going to add that it's weird. I know we just said thank you for talking about our grief. Just like one thing, it's funny because it's been, you know, five over five months and I feel like I'm still like, I'll have moments where I'm right back in the beginning and I know y'all do too. And it just always like surprises me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was at my therapist today and I'm just like bawling, crying, like as if it just happened again. Like I'm just still in unbelief (laughs) that it happened. So I think that's something to bring up with grief. I feel like people who haven't really grieved somebody before think it's like a process of like you get to a certain step every whatever but I haven't really felt that way. I felt like it's just like continuously ongoing. And I know it gets like, I guess a little easier to like live with the pain, but I just thought I would bring that up because I think even I had the misconception that like, okay, you go through these processes and you grieve. And I'm like, no, it's, it's something you're going to, you're going to grieve forever. (laughs) So anyways, not to be a downer. Like the steps. Well, and I think people, Especially, I think people close to you that it pains them to see us in pain. You know, it's like they wanted to go away after a certain amount of time. And I think the reality is, is that grief doesn't just go away after a certain amount of time. And also grief is not orderly or predictable, you know, so I think just being aware of, of those two things yeah, is really important. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And like y'all are both saying, I find myself actually back in denial, like I've been back in denial. And I think a huge part of that is because uh, being, I'm so used to being in another state in a way. And even when mom and dad, you know, went through their separation, I did the same thing where it was almost like I pretended it wasn't real. And I think I'm kind of back in that space. So I 100% agree. There's no, you know, this is this stage, you know, and then you're through it and then you're golden. Like, no, it's, you know, going to be forever part of us. And so I think being able to share that is really unique and cool to be able to do that. Well, we're so back. So happy you're back, Kristen. We missed you on here. I know we were talking to you, obviously, outside of here, but you're just a light to have on this podcast. So it wasn't the same without you. Uh, Yeah. Right. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I just kid. Mm. (laughs) All my craziness. Y'all just missed all the craziness. Yeah. You liven it up. I should post my crazy. (sighs) I should post my crazy photo of myself where I look like Will Smith (laughs) on our Instagram. (laughs) Freak everybody out. So funny. Well, Thank you for updating our listeners and just sharing 
sharing you with everybody and listeners. We thank you for tuning in another week and we're ready. I I can close us in prayer. Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for having Kristen back with us. Um, Thank you for our listeners. Uh, Thank you for just each day that we have that there's so much that we can be grateful for and just help us throughout our days to remember how much you love us and how much you care. And, um, just that we continue to go to you for our strength and our comfort and our peace. And I pray for Kristen's complete healing, um, that you just hold her and just wash her clean of all that is painful. And yeah, I just pray for a hundred percent healing for Kristen and for every single one of our listeners who might also deal with chronic pain. And I pray for anybody listening that is going through any type of grief that you just soothe their souls and help them to get through each and every day and have the faith and belief that Um, the next chapter is going to be a beautiful one and to give us the motivation to just keep taking one step after the other into the next chapter. And we love you and let us all have a wonderful Wednesday and rest of week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, make it a great week. God bless.